For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, I think we're going well. Welcome. Uh, this is my first podcast. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So this is kind of going to be on a fly thing. Uh, the name right now is Jello Jiggling. I thought it was cool. Kind of an homage to Chick Hearn, the little legend. But uh, I figured there'd be no better time to start this than right after the NBA trade deadline where the Lakers did absolutely nothing. Um, for the last, I don't know, what, two months, it's been nonstop rumors about the Lakers and their pursuit of DeJounte Murray of the Atlanta Hawks with them dangling D'Angelo Russell and uh, draft pick and uh, Jalen Hood Skiffino as, as their trade package that they they want. They wanted to convince Atlanta to take, but Atlanta was just not biting. Um, so we went in today with having no idea what was going on. Uh, DeJounte Murray was pulled, I think, last night for some injury concern or the precautions, but it was basically BS in case he got traded. They didn't want to get him get injured. And then uh, D'Lo had a uh, tune-up procedure, whatever the hell that was. Uh, There's no details put on that. So he was not participating in practice, I believe, um, which was basically the same thing. Like, hey, we might trade him, so we're going to hold him back and uh, not risk any kind of injury to screw up any trades that might happen. Um, So, yeah, I would say coming in, I was pretty optimistic that they were going to make a deal. And don't mind the dogs in the background because someone just got here and they're going to go nuts. So um, hopefully that you guys don't hear that or it's tuned out. Like I said, this is all new to me. So this is first, this is trial run. This is me just trying to figure out everything. Uh, I was picking the brain of, of my Lakers Nation colleague, Trevor Lane, last night for about an hour about what to do, how to do it. And, da, 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 and he gave me all these pointers. Um, so this is going to be a learning experience. And ironically enough, I'm on my way to Mexico tomorrow morning. Cancun, so one, two, three, Cancun, uh, out with the fam for for a week. So I won't hear that uh, for a week. Um, But I'll be back in the mix trying to make this a regular thing two times a week uh, with Believe now for for a year. So got to make the best of it. Uh, Hopefully I can figure out how to tune that out, if you guys can even hear that. Uh, Three dogs going nuts. I think my... My mother just arrived to drop some stuff off. So uh, anyway, uh, back to it. Trade deadline. Uh, I mean, most of us, like you saw some of my colleagues on Twitter today, were like, you know, no deal is better than a bad deal. And I agree with that. I think if you, you know, at this point in time, with the Lakers, 
there was no like swing for the fences deal. DeJounte's not going to get you that much closer. In fact, he might be exactly the same thing as D'Lo. Um, just maybe a little bit better defensively. Um, and you don't really know what his ceiling is yet, at least not in L.A. So um, I didn't think they they made any mistakes. You know, I mean, I, I, I would have bet that they would make one or two small moves. And then if they had a chance, you know, to swing for the fences with somebody who became available, who they didn't know was available, then, yeah, you know, go for it. Uh, do it. I mean, obviously, you don't want to give up too many assets, but I think uh, with the uncertainty of LeBron's future in L.A., and uh, you don't really know if they can contend with with the teams in the West right now. Um, makes it difficult. Man, I picked the best time to do this. Um, so with that said, I, it's, I don't think they made uh, bad moves. No moves. Was, was a good move. Um, but I at the same time, I don't think the Lakers would have been able to contend regardless. I think the West is too good this year. It's better than last year. I mean, the, the, if you think about it, the Lakers got kind of lucky last year. They hit a team in Memphis with the, the, the John Morant, who was hurt, um, and a Memphis team that was not a second seed. I mean, they were not what you should be at a second seed. And then they hit Golden State, who arguably are done as a juggernaut in the West now. That was their last gasp, and the Lakers got the best of them. So, and then they hit they hit the real team in the West Finals, and they got swept, justifiably so. I mean, the Nuggets at that time were the best team in the league, and they might still be the best team in the league. I mean, I think th there's a lot more contention now. Like, I mean, there's there's uh, Boston. Um, OKC, Minnesota, but probably the best all-around team or the best team team, like uh, where you have the perfect mix of a, of a star, a complementary star, and role players that all fit in their role, that's Denver, right? And I think Boston's just behind them, if not equal. I mean, that'll, pro that'll probably be – that would be my final prediction would be uh, Denver and Boston. Um, I'd probably give the edge to Boston just, just for – because I, I don't think I think Boston kind of folds uh, when when it gets a little when the, the lights are the brightest. And Denver's proven that they don't. So anyway, as as for the deadline, I I mean it's it's disappointing because you're the Lakers and you're the you know you're one of the most sex, successful teams in in NBA history, if not professional sports in the world. Um, that you kind of. You know, you got you got to appease your fan base, and your fan base always wants a move, even if it's not spectacular. You know, they want something get to get done to make it look like they're contending, because that's you know that's what Genie Bus says all the time. They're always going after championships, even though that's kind of like a, a PR kind of line. Um, but I think this kind of this shifts in to my next topic, with it, which is LeBron and his future. But uh, it could be it could be an era shift here. Um, I mean, like, like, I mean, it's been done to death and, you know, LeBron's what 38, 39, um, reaching the tail end of his career, even though he still plays at a high level, um, and probably will for maybe even five years, who knows? Um, but I think he's hit his ceiling in LA 
in terms of chances to compete. And then, you know, there's, there's always rumors flying around about the Lakers and who they might be getting next to put next to AD and LeBron, but it never works. You know, it never seems, excuse me, to come to fruition. So I'm tired of kind of hearing that narrative and, and believing it. And I, I mean, I kind of gave up on that a couple of years ago, but it's just been beaten to death now. And I think LeBron's kind of, you know, he's kind of giving you tips and hints as to what he wants to do. I mean, that hourglass emoji, I mean, was a big kind of, you know, my time's running out here. Or, I mean, you could you could, you could could go any different way. You know, you, you go, uh, I want Darvin out. His time's done. Um, my time with the Lakers is done. Uh, maybe he was even thinking about retirement, which I know I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. That whole thing was a fiasco last year. Um, but he does this stuff on purpose. And in fact, he didn't even want to address it when the you know reporters were asking him about it. It's a big red flag. Like, come on. And you know, I, I heard that the Lakers hadn't hadn't talked to him about his future. Also, I don't believe that. I mean, that's come on. That's just good business to to know what's coming down the pipe, especially only, you know, a few months away. You know, LeBron has till June 29th, which is my birthday, by the way, um, to make a decision, right? And I think he'll go all the way up to that deadline before he makes it public. But uh, I think he's already got his mind made up. I think he's probably going to opt out and explore his options, see where his kids, kids uh, where Brian might go, um, and and go from there. But uh, as for the trade deadline, they weren't getting substantially better today. So I wouldn't call it a loss. I wouldn't call it a dud, per se. I would just say it's just uneventful. It was, you know, they didn't do anything to jeopardize their future, which is great uh, because the future is up in the air. And, you know, Delo still got some time to to prove his worth to this team and, and, and sign a, you know, long-term deal in the summer. If he, if he can bowl out for the rest of the season, which is a big question mark. Cause um, like I said, on the Lakers nation pod with Trevor, uh, you know, if he, <laughs> he comes out and he goes like one for 12 tonight against Denver, uh, people are going to rip him apart. Um, and that's kind of going to be the way it's going to be for him for the rest of the way, since they didn't make a move. Every move that he makes on the floor is going to be judged and ripped apart and criticized to death um, because it'll it'll always be what if, what if we had DeJounte? And especially if DeJounte just starts balling out for the rest of the season for Atlanta, that's going to make it even worse. Um, that's the way it goes with LA. You know, it's just, just the way it goes, man. I mean, that's what you get when you come to LA. I mean, if it's not the... Charlotte Hornets, you know, it's not uh, it's not the Atlanta Hawks. It's, it's the Los Angeles Lakers. They got 17 titles. Now LeBron's future. Uh, me, personally, I think he's got one foot out the door. And I think he has probably for about a year now. And he's just kind of like, you know what? I love L.A. My family's here. My family's happy. My kids at UC- USC, you know. Um, I have a lot of stake in this town. I make a lot of money in this town. The team makes a lot of money off of me. Uh, I have a lot to benefit from this, from staying here. 
But at the same time, he must – in the back of his head, he's got to be thinking of the whole GOAT conversation with Jordan, um, how he's still two titles behind. And, I mean, some people think arguably that he gets one more title and that's it. That's a, that's a wrap, even though Jordan has six and he's undefeated in the finals. Um, maybe that's the case. I don't know. I mean, that's it's, – it's a debate. It's an opinion. It's not fact. But uh, that could be what he's thinking. And then – you know, all this talk about New York, um, who is kind of set up to win right now. And they made a bitching move with, with Ananobi, even though I think just got an alert not that long ago that he's going to be reevaluated in three weeks because of an injury or something. So that's not great for New York. Um, and I think Julius Randers is still on the mend. But Jalen Brunson's balling. I mean, he's arguably a MVP candidate, even though he's not in the same tier as like you know, Giannis or Jokic or Luka or whatever. I mean, he's he's doing well, and he has that team playing competitive basketball. Um, try not lose my train of thought here. I've never talked like this consistently without you know a guest or like you know bouncing off one of the other guys on a podcast. So that's what I was telling Trevor. I was like, this is going to be tough, you know, talking for this long, and then not. Lose my train of thought like I'm doing right now. Anyway, um, I think he's definitely looking around the league. I think he's definitely like, where can I go? Who's got the money to pay for me? You know, who, who can absorb absorb what what I'm going to be asking? Even though you know, money's no object to that guy now. He's a billionaire, literally. Um, I mean, he'd play on the minimum, and he'd still probably make fifty million off the court. You know, if not way more uh, in one year. So I don't think money's an issue. I think it's more of fit and potential to win. I mean, he, he, he wants to win. Well, at least that's what he's been telling us. So New York's probably an option. I mean, maybe even going back to Cleveland. I mean, there's a, the whole thing with Donovan Mitchell. Like maybe that's some kind of swap that goes on, you know, like um, who knows? I mean, Miami, I think there's there some talk there. Like Miami's monitoring uh, Bronny, which – to be honest, isn't much to monitor right now. Uh, the kid came in. To, I mean, he dealt with all that. The health issue, and that was terrible. Um, but he hasn't played well at SC. I mean, not to the point where he's really grabbing any attention of NBA teams. I've even heard that he's dropping out of mock drafts completely. So, like, he, he might not even get drafted. Um, I mean, people forget there's only two rounds in the NBA, right? And then you could sign, like, say, Austin Reeves or whatever, but Austin Reeves showed potential. Uh, I don't think Brownies really showed as much as people thought he would. Uh, but then again, if you have the pull of bringing a superstar and a, you know, an instant, you know, revenue churning athlete, um, that's going to draw some interest. So maybe that's what Miami's thinking. And LeBron's already beloved in Miami, even though he kind of left them. My intro. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, even if Cleveland, if you went back to Cleveland, he'd be totally embraced. So um, this summer is going to be insane. It's going to be one of the, I think, most nerve-wracking summers for Lakers fans because I think it there's all sorts of scenarios and things that could go right and things that could go terribly wrong. I mean, it could go easily from championship expectations every year to back to square one, right? Where, you know, LeBron's out, he, he bails, uh, AD asks for a trade right after, 
and you're just like back to Polanka, you know, get a bunch of draft picks and possibly a player here, player there, but nobody like enough to really get you in contention. And I think the the bad part about it is it's the West so damn good. Like it's just there's so many teams. Even the mid-tier teams are are damn good. Like Phoenix is coming on strong. They made some solid moves today. They're going to be better, you know? I mean, it's you got Golden State dropping off. They're not coming back up. And even if they do, they're a first-round exit for sure, in my opinion. Um, you got Denver. You got Minnesota. You got OKC, who is a bunch of studs. Uh, and it's they're all young. They're all young teams, so they're going to be around for a long time. And the Clippers, this could be the Clippers' year. I'm right above the garage. Forget about that. It's going to be all sorts of noises, unfortunately. Um part of the trial and error but um if i were a betting man i would say he's opting out but i i, I really don't know if he's staying or going I, I think he could i think it's a coin flip i think it's 50 50 um he could stay he could go it's just i mean if i were him i'd be looking at it be like how can i win here how i mean we don't have the assets we don't have you know to bring in some a big name i mean there's mitchell being floated out there but the sad part is all these other teams that are coming up, like New York, have been compiling picks for years, right? They, they have way more assets than the Lakers do. So as the Lakers go all in on AD with the hopes of competing for five years, right, that window's closed. It's done after this year. Possibly one more year, possibly. But even then, it could be the same damn thing again. It could be 500 basketball with the hope of – going on a run in the playoffs. But then you're going to hit a juggernaut. You know, you're going to hit these these teams that have been kicking ass all season long, you know, like the Clippers or the, or the Nuggets or like Minnesota. Okay, so, I mean, there's just there's just, uh, just a scary thought. I mean, the, the Lakers are going to have to get through three great teams just to get to the damn finals, you know. Um, and, it's, and then when they get there, there's Boston waiting for them or Philly or, you know, New York or – Milwaukee, like it's just, it just seems like a lot. I mean, it, it it'd be a hell of a story. I mean, last year was was incredible. It was fun to watch. I, I was saying the other day that um, it's some of the funnest basketball I had watched. Lakers basketball in a long time. It was entertaining. They were in games. They were motivated. You know, blah blah blah. But then they get killed by a team that's just ready made for a title, and they were, and then they proved it when they kicked. Miami's ass in the finals too, you know. So, man, that's a mouthful. Um, but it is a wait and see situation. I, I it's, it's hard to be optimistic about it because if, if if I was in LeBron's shoes, I'd definitely be thinking about it. Where am I going? What am I doing? My window of opportunity is very small. I still want to play with Bronny, but. I mean, if say Bronny gets drafted, it's probably not going to be to a great team, or maybe it will be. You know, maybe it'd be the very end of the first or the first round, or the second round, and he goes, you know, somewhere uh, super intriguing for LeBron. But then they got to clear cap space, and they got to make sure there's room. It's just, it's just, just so many, so many things that have to go right um, for both the Lakers and LeBron in order to get what they want. So it's, it's just tough. It'll be interesting, though. It'll be fun. Uh, it'll be a fun ride. 
hopefully it ends, you know, with the Lakers still, you know, being competitive for the next five to 10 years, but who knows, who knows. Um, and we come to the buyout candidates, which is the only thing the Lakers can really do to improve. Shall I talk louder with the garage closing? Uh, anyway. Um, so Dinwiddie got traded today again. Um, and then the Raptors promptly are working on a buyout apparently. So he's an LA guy. He's been looking at the Lakers plenty of times before. I wouldn't be shocked if he is the guy that they, they go after and, and they get. Um, there's obviously, I mean, he's still a talented guy. He can spread the floor. He can, you know, give you 20 points on any given night off the bench. Um, and even as a starter for some teams. But um, I think if he came to LA, he'd be a bench guy. Uh, but it could be just way more firepower, you know, maybe more consistent firepower and more of a threat from deep. Um, so I think he's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, yeah, your options are limited. This is all you're going to get at this point. So um, you got to do it. And then there's Marcus Morris is another guy. But I kind of – I'm not so crazy about him because I think he's kind of washed. I think both twins are at this point. Um, so I, I would say he's a last resort kind of guy. Um, but then again, you know, once the, the fallout of the trade deadline goes and, you know, the next couple of days, there's going to be guys getting bought out. There's going to be, you know, moves made, guys that are requesting to go to, to leave. Like uh, PJ Tucker was a big one that people were talking about, even though he – doesn't really move the needle for many people anymore, but uh, but then he changed his mind. Apparently, I guess he was he wanted out. He said he wanted out, and then when he was given the opportunity, uh, it didn't didn't happen. He didn't want to do it. So maybe he realized there wasn't much of a market for him. But we'll see. I mean, those these things develop. You know, they change um, over time. So. Um, but I would say once Dinwiddie becomes available, whenever that is, whenever he clears um, or gets that buyout with the Toronto, I'm sure the Lakers will be right there, ready and waiting. But it, I'm sure he's, he's going to have plenty of suitors. Like guys, he's an attractive asset for any team that's trying to win. So we'll see. Um, but I would say he's their best bet right now. Um the only problem is he's not – you don't sign Dinwiddie and all of a sudden Lakers championship contenders. They just get better. You know, they just – a little bit better. I mean, they're just a 500 team right now, basically, even though I think they're two games but 500 as of this moment. Um, and they play Denver tonight. So this – whenever this gets aired, uh, it's before the Denver game, before the Kobe statue ceremony, which is another thing. I'd like to talk about, um, which is the one thing I've been wondering, and I keep waiting for an announcement is what the statue is going to look like. My ideal statue is the him walking off the floor, 81 point game with his finger to the, to the ceiling at Staples, what was called Staples. Um, and he's got eight on the front and 24 in the back. And I know they said that they were going to um, – Gigi was going to be part of the statue too or the, some part of the tribute. Um, but I don't know how she would fit, but, you know, I don't make statues. <laughs> I don't do 
that kind of creative process. So I, I, I am curious. I, I mean, I just hope they don't ruin it. I mean, he's got so many iconic things like the Jersey pool, um, this after Phoenix, which I think D'Angelo Russell said that that's what he would want to see. Um, there's just so many things, you know, him jumping on the stage uh, after winning a title uh, with his arms spread like this, the confetti falling down. The only thing I don't like about that is he's wearing the championship hat. I think that look kind of weird on a statue. Uh, maybe they just take it off for, for that. But then I don't know. It just it would always be one of those things that kind of it would bug me. But it's, that's me. Um, but I yeah, I definitely would say the one eighty one because I mean nobody's done it outside of Will, right? I mean I think people are getting a lot closer with Lucas scoring seventy three the other day. I mean it's it's probably not going to stand for much longer. Uh, eighty two being the second highest scoring total ever, but I still think that's the most iconic thing he ever did. Um, five titles aside, you know, all the defensive teams aside, um, being teammates with Shaq and Powell aside, I, I just that's a hell of an um, individual achievement. I, I always thought that was super cool and. I can't, when I was watching Luca play the other day, I was kind of rooting against him. I was hoping that uh, Atlanta would actually play defense, because um, I just I think it's just a cool thing, you know. It's a it's a memorable moment that has stood the test of time. What was that? Two thousand six. It's a long time for that to stand, especially with you know offense only getting or like the rules going against uh, playing defense or playing better defense. Um, so it's all about offense now. And you know, you get in point totals where it's 150, you know, for one team is not crazy. It's kind of the norm. Or it's, you know, nobody nobody goes, oh my God, you know, these two teams combined for 300 points yesterday. It's like, okay, it's, it's no big deal anymore. So that said, I mean, somebody's going to do it eventually. I just, and it, it just feels soon. Um, but anyway. Coming up on my time here, so we're 25 and a half minutes in here. I think I'm supposed to do 20 to 30 minutes. Like I said, this is all experimental. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. This is all uh, me trying to figure out how to get into this medium because this is where everything's going. It's all about video and podcasts and stuff. And I always, you know, admired what Trevor did for us and, and you know, what uh, maybe not popular opinion because he's a Celtics fan, but what Bill Simmons does, I think his network of podcasts is, is awesome. It always entertains me on long drives and stuff. So, um, yeah, this is this is what I want to do. This is where I want to go, and I'll get. I'm aiming to get players and and coaches and guests and and my buddies on here, um, chopping it up. I'd like to take a little funny kind of edgy twist because I, I just don't want to be the you know. The average podcast, which this might be this first one, but hey, it's the first one. Gotta give me a break. Um, and crazy dogs in the background. Uh anyway. Um, so I gotta go. I gotta get packing for Mexico, but I will be back. Um, I'm looking forward to getting in this and seeing where the where Lakers go this year. All right, peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.